four AIB branches in Limerick are set to go cashless by the end of this year. We've been chatting about this during the show this morning so far. Branches in Abbey Field, Adair, Kilmallock and Raheen are impacted. It's already happened in Rathkeel and it is also due to happen next door to us in Killaloo between now and the end of the year. 70 branches impact across, impacted across the country and uh, some are actually due to have this take place by October. And uh, Fine Gael Councillor Ger Mitchell and Fianna Fáil Councillor Bridie Collins are with me on the line now to look at it from a Limerick perspective. And you're both very welcome. Good morning to you. Uh, Bridie, um, clearly it impacts in your home place in Adair very directly. Uh, And also, of course, as a publican, you're looking at it with a business uh, owner's head on. Yeah, and that is very true. This was a huge shock to the business community and not just the business community in Adair. It was also, you know, it's a huge shock. I've been speaking to several residents that use the bank on a daily basis or a weekly basis. And it's it's come as a huge shock. And I particularly feel for the residents in Rathkeel and the surrounding areas who were told last October that they could use Adair to provide those cash services for, the, you know, for those people who need it. And now they've been, effectively, they were lied to because obviously this Well, look, ARB are going to say that that's not the case and that these decisions are taken over time and, you know, the word lie is a very strong word. So it might be better if you withdrew that particular word if you don't mind. Well, I could withdraw that, but I am extremely annoyed that this decision has has been made. And this this affects the wider community. It affects the whole of West Limerick because those people were told that they could use the services within Adair. That service has now been withdrawn. And yes, I've been speaking with AIB and they've said that they're and they've, they're widely publicising that they're extending the services within the postal within the postal uh, post offices and the credit unions. AIB have had a relationship with and post for the past twenty years. They're talking about expanding that service. But this is a huge shock, um, you know. As, as can you, you know, just can, can you just explain to me? I mean, what do they mean by extending or expanding the service into local post office branches? What they mean by that is that post offices, you will be able to do your lodgements within the post office. You will be able to get your coinage within the post office. But I have been speaking to the post office and they've said that they need they need prior warning. There, you know, the big issue with this is the lack of communication. We all received email. All AIB customers received the email on Monday or Tuesday, whatever it is they made the announcement. But there is has been no and, and they've all they've said is that the that the cash services will be extended to the post office. So the post office has not been given the remit. They have not been told what that cash service is going to be. How much cash do they need? To, do they need to have on their premises? It will be now, the, and it is the responsibility of each of the different businesses to communicate that with the post office. But is this infrastructure within the post office there to? Well, well yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting point, isn't it? You know, because obviously, if businesses like yours and others are bringing cash somewhere, um, if it's siphoned uh, off from one place, like an AIB branch, and it's added to the um, services that are already catered for in a post office, and some of the post office buildings we know are quite small, for example, uh, what's going to happen there? And that's my point. My point is that a lot of post offices now are ancillary services within a supermarket, within a shop, which is the case within Adair. We're very lucky to have a post office. And it is great to see the post office service being being expanded. But a lot of the post offices are not physically 
the infrastructure isn't there in a physical capacity to deal with that extra cohort of businesses that are going to need to come in. Businesses have been used to, I, I liken this to, you know, you're going, you don't go to the chemist to buy a newspaper, you go to the chemist to buy your medication. We go to the bank to do our banking, we go to the post office to do our postal services, children's allowance, old age pensions, all of that. Now you're adding in a whole other element. Is, is that building or is that corner of a building able to provide that service? People that are dealing with business, they need, they have a time limit. Like if I need to go to get changed, I have been told by AIB that the closest service, AIB service, will be 106 O'Connell Street. 106 O'Connell Street already has large queues. I do not have the time to go into 106 O'Connell Street. It's going to take me at least half an hour to drive in. I do not have the time to queue up, you know, for hours to wait for, to get my weekly supply of cash or change or coinage or whatever, or do or to do night, yeah. to do a lodgement. Well, the other thing is that that night lodgement capacity is being removed from the village of Adair. It's it's not only been removed from the village of Adair, it's also been removed from the people that were told in Rathkeel last October that mm. they could use that service in Adair. Okay. We're now being told that we've got to go all the I, way to, I want to give, 106 uh, okay, O'Connor Street. I, right, we're chatting to uh, Councillor Bradley Collins, who's based in Adair, and Councillor Ger Mitchell is with me yeah. as well. And uh, Ger, what's the impact uh, of this in the area that you represent, hospital in County Limerick and the surrounds? Yeah, yeah. but uh, you're aware, I, I totally agree with the comments of my colleague, Ger Councillor Pridey, and what I would basically say, Joe, we had a very successful bank here, and now we have a mobile bank um, coming to hospital two, two days a week. Um, now, uh, is that's not AIB, or is it? That's AIB. That's AIB. So, AIB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, that uh, I'd be a client of AIB. Now they're, they're targeting Kilmallock, which where they transferred our accounts to. Now, the, the the mobile bank is very successful, and they've now admitted to me people working in the bank they should have never closed hospital. Um, it, it seems to be a pattern that's emerging, particularly since the onset of the pandemic, and it's the policy of the banks. But look, we bailed out the banks, and the banks owes us. They owes the taxpayer. And it isn't all about selecting the profitable side of the, the business or the banks. It's a duty of service and a duty of care. I have certain sides of my business that's not as profitable as other sides, but I carry on the operation. I include all the services. So I think the bank have been very unfair, um, and uh, particularly under the circumstances, they have scandalized themselves in the banks in relation to the track of mortgages. They haven't come clean. They've been cut out by the ombudsman in numerous cases of law. Well, can can so, I ask you from a political point of view, though? Yeah, the yeah. Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, and there are lots of calls from politicians around the country, across yeah. parties indeed, for mm. him to intervene. But the simple reality is we have owned AIB and we still have a majority yeah. stake in yeah. it for well yeah. over a decade at this point. He has never interfered in commercial decisions like this. And he has no intention of doing so. It's a nice call, um, maybe gets garner some local publicity for politicians on shows like this. But it ain't yeah. going to happen. Yeah, well, I have to agree with you there, Joe, and which is la- lacking from the... I wouldn't agree with their approach now towards the banks. I know they were under terrible financial pressure. We bailed them out. They're now on the successful path again to recovery. Um, but it, it's all about service. There was a hospital bank here since the 1850s, and they just walked out of hospital. Um, there was a, num- a number of protests, a number of meetings, with no positive results. So they left the people of hospital down, we, and it hit us economically, had a big impact economically, but we survived because we're kind of a self-sufficient town in business. Uh, we readjusted, we readapted. 
and uh, there's a lot of numerous business but, have come but into the town. But the bottom line is you, you agreed that the government is not going to intervene here. I, I do, which is very disappointing. Right. No, we've and, a lot and of Collins, yeah. I presume you agree the government isn't going to intervene either. So we all know. I mean, well, we can we can play this game and have this ruse between the yeah. three of us, thinking that listeners are going to be fooled. But the evidence here is extremely clear. The Minister yes. for Finance is not going to interfere in a commercial decision. Well, this is that is the crux of it. This is a wider debate about whether we're an economy or whether we're a society. These decisions are made for economic reasons. They're made for the bottom line, the profit. Okay. The Department of uh, the Department of Finance has a responsibility to, to all the citizens of Ireland. We are still a society. We are not ready for a cashless society just yet, or a cashless economy just yet. This is this is the responsibility of the Department of Finance and for the government to step in and say, "Hold on a second, we're not ready for this." Okay, we need to look after. In 2019, AIB were part of the debate about financial abuse and the providing solutions towards that. For people like in, in a domestic abuse uh, situation, having access to cash is vital. Now AIB, who were part of that discussion in 2018, are removing that, removing that facility from society. Okay, so this is a debate well, about they're, whether... They're kind whether, of switching it to the post offices, aren't they? Yeah, well, this is it. You know, there's, there's a very large debate to be had about whether we want to go as a country, whether we want to go cashless or not. You know, this is very suitable for the Department of Finance and for Revenue to have it all, you know, everything traceable, you know, and yeah. through your bank and all of that sort of thing. And there is, this does work in other countries, but we are not a cashless society. We do not want to be a cashless society. Cash will always form part of, you know, our economy. But, like, it is a debate about but, whether But I suppose the, the fundamental question is, why? Why will it always form part of our economy when technology has moved on so much? Because that is the basis of where we come from. We're not ready. Maybe the younger generations, as they move on and they move up through the ranks of age, they will turn it into a cashless society. But we have a very Sorry, large... I, I just, just, just to be clear now, I mean, are you are you talking about the Nixers here? The kind of, uh, no, yeah, that would be a few quid under that. the table, no. say no more, here's a few quid for you, here's a bit no, of cash. No, absolutely not. That's not, and I... Feared that you were going to bring it in that direction. Ah, come on, no, now, Brady. It's, a, it's an entirely about, legitimate question in the context of what you're I'm saying. Talk, no, but I'm talking about the day-to-day business that's done within all the businesses within Adair, within Rathkeel, within Croom, within all the businesses. They're still dealing in cash. The customer is still handing cash over the counter. That cash has to be dealt with. I know there's an, an element of cost to deal with that cash, but it's still there. It is still part of our society, and it's no going nowhere for the foreseeable. What's happening now with the banks, is, and we're talking about 70 between September and October. We could be talking about another 70 by December. There's no there's no limit on what AIB can do, what corporate AIB can decide for, you know, for the rest of the country. But what will the follow-on from this if you cannot get access, if businesses cannot get access to the cash to deal with the cash customer, then we are right. going to go to a, a cashless okay. business. Okay. And businesses well, well, will then be in the situation well, where they are not going to be in a position to, to receive right. cash. Right. Well, Councillor Jerry Mitchell, uh, you know, I mean, well, I, George, I, I, presume, I, presume you, I presume you've heard of the concept of the cash nicks or anyway. I, I don't did, know. I that. did. You, you I heard, did, oh, you did. did. Oh, you've heard of it. Did, All right. I, I it, thought yeah. maybe you hadn't. Oh, okay. No, got it. No involvement yeah. from your, on your part, but you've heard not of it. Not at all. No, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. But what, what I would say is, like, 
they, they're going, like, the, the lawmakers here are not going to interfere with the banks. They're not going to bring up the task over, over, over the cashless society. And that's where it's very disappointing. I mean, people have to become before profit. The service has to become before. It isn't all about profit. So the, the service now is diminishing and they're forcing people into a situation and into a cashless society. And that's very disappointing. And, and just one point. other key point mm. here, because I think you know, this might yeah. escape people. You know, in a, somewhere like Adair, for example, um, yeah. uh, um, and in other branches as well, as uh, you'd know, Ger Mitchell, it, there, there are cash machines outside the banks as well. But they're going to stop operating Correct. too. People shouldn't think that they can go and get cash there. They won't be able to. We're very lucky from the point of view that some of the shops now in, in a lot of areas are putting in these ATM machines mm. and uh, numerous garages, numerous shops. Only for yeah. that would be pandemonium. It would be pandemonium. But once again, it's not profitable from the banks. Um, to, like, they may lose a certain amount of money with the ATM machines and dealing with cash and counting it behind the counter. But what they want now is a profitable mortgage business because the interest rates are rising. So, But that's not the way to do business. Right. Well, but you know, I mean, I mean Brian yeah. made a good point there about going into yeah. uh, branches, uh, or, you know, and the bigger ones too, with very yeah. long queues. I mean, any bank you go into now, you better set aside an hour anyway to sit around and see will you be even able to get to that little phone but, that you ring it and I don't know you're talking to someone on Mars that, or where but anyway that's, that's because they close the banks the banks are, there's, there's less and less banks on the ground which means there's bound to be queues if Friday is to go from Adair into a kind of street and limit there's bound to be queues in that bank if it's the only one providing cash that's yeah, the problem that, that is you know that is very much part of it and as I said we're not sorry for, for cutting across you there but look I, I think that this is you know, this is a huge shock to, the, you know, the people of Adair, particularly when, you know, the, it was only since last October that it was announced that Rathkeel was going cashless. You know, and what I'm saying is that this is not, this is, I can't see this being the end of forcing us down this cashless route. And I do think... As and and one before, other key question, I presume, like a lot of businesses, you'd have certain security concerns around it as uh, well. Huge security huge, concerns. Yeah. Like most cash business, sorry, not most cash businesses, most businesses under their insurance policies are only allowed to carry a certain amount of cash on the premises. After that, you've got to have it in a secure location like the bank or whatever. I've been told that the post office in Adair is not being provided with a night safe. So you've got, you know, large occasions, you've got, you know, events happening. Like we've had several events in the village of Adair over the last couple of weeks. We've had the Pro-Am, we've had the homecoming on Tuesday night. Huge events, brilliant events, fantastic to have them. But now, after events like that, we've got to get into the car and drive into 106 O'Connell Street in the middle of the night to do a lodgement. There is huge safety concerns with that. Yeah. You know, okay. and that is a big well, element of this as well, like the convenience of having it at your doorstep. Right, right. Yeah. But it's uh, also about the well, safety for, you know, for yeah, ourselves for and for and other for, businesses, for, business, for yeah. staff and um, everything else. Um, yeah. Pat has been in touch to say, Joe, I'm just back from Spain. ATMs in every corner and every street. ATMs should be kept. Come on, Pat. I'm not sure whether the point was that was the ATMs or the fact that yes, you're about to tell us you're just back from Spain. But anyway, can I just can I just mention there about the ATMs? Okay, yes, there will be private operators providing ATMs, but the charges mm. for those will be much more significant than the ones that are being run yes. through the bank. Yeah, so that's fair another point. element. Fair point. All right. Well, listen. Thank you yeah. very much. Very interesting debate on this this morning. Appreciate both of your times. Um, uh, Fianna Fáil Councillor Bridie Collins, who's based in Adair, and Fine Gael Councillor Ger Mitchell, who's based in the hospital area of County Limerick. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.
with Joe Nice.